welcome to an extremely goofy podcast. I'm Ashlyn. You're supposed to introduce your guest star. <laughs> no. I don't know how this usually goes. How does this usually go with Lexi? It's because you don't listen to our podcast, so you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We've never done something with a guest okay. uh, podcaster before, so why This not? is not Lexi, as you can tell. I'm a voice transmogrifier version of Lexi. <laughs> this is my boyfriend, Seth. Hello. Lexi is very busy this week. It's her birthday week, the week that we're recording this. Um, so she doesn't have time to make a podcast and talk about Disney for an hour. So Seth is here instead as a nice villain. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm here. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself and anything? What, what would you like to share with our listeners? We have like 20 listeners. I'm kind of a big deal now. There's 20 strangers out there listening to me. So um, what would you like to tell them? Huh. What would I like 20 strangers to know? Uh, this isn't the first time that I've been on a podcast. We've done a podcast before. That's true. We, uh, we got like three listeners on a paranormal podcast like two years ago. <laughs> we did like and one episode of. <laughs> we did like three episodes of. Um, and then we uh, were going to do a podcast that was basically like reviewing episodes of trash TV. And we were going to do like uh, Married at First Sight, 90 Day Fiance, and we were going to call it, I think, 25 to Wife, mm-hmm. which never really took off. But, you know, I've been a, I've been a loner voice on some podcasts <laughs> before. So you're proud. Hopefully. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm a freelancer, I guess. <laughs> so this is, my, this is my first rodeo, but I'm not sure that, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's anything that I necessarily need to share. Okay. That's fine. This is just going to be kind of like a relaxed fit episode. Yeah, we freeform, freeform. We're yeah, just Disney stream of freeform. Oh my god, they own that. I know that's, that's a trademark. That's, that well, should I have not said it then? No, it's but fine. That's what you could call these relaxed fit episodes. You could call them Disney freeform episodes. Yeah. Oh, know? that's that's brilliant. Thank yeah, you so you're much. You're welcome. I'm a branding genius. That's <laughs> that's, a, that's something that your listeners can. Because I, I was the one that came up with the name for uh-huh. an extremely goofy podcast. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you um, need to tell our listeners that. <laughs> and now Disney Freeform. So if you get uh, pre-recorded episodes or like little snippets, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can call them Freeform. That's great. So you, you've got your itinerary of things to get through? Not really. Like, I oh, mean, never mind. You know. <laughs> so it's really Freeform. I jotted down a few thoughts and okay. some questions that I wanted to ask you. Okay. So. Well, please lead the way. So, Seth. Guide me. What was your relationship with Disney like before we started dating? Um, How did you associate with the House of Mouse? uh, I really didn't know, like, anything about it. I've never visited any of the theme parks. Really never consumed any of their merchandise. You didn't know Uh, anything about it? No, I mean, I, no, I know. I mean, like, I know that like Disney has several different animation studios that put out movies. Like, obviously, was and am aware that they've acquired you know Star Wars uh, for licensed content. That there are people behind the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That Pixar comes out of there. Um, that there's the Walt Disney Animation regular uh-huh. and like their Walt Disney feature feature films and whatnot. Um, Did you go to see the new films? Like, yeah, out? of course. Like, pretty much everything new that came out, especially from Pixar, I would see oh. like opening weekend. Oh, um, but I mean, you've 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 known for a while that there are movies that 
uh, are considered staples in the community that I like have either not seen or have never not, heard of. Se- not seen in like decades, like, um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, I think I saw when I was like four and then never again. And so went yeah. 25 years without seeing it. Um, what do you think of the movie Smart House? Never seen Smart House and I still don't ex- think it exists. <laughs> um, yeah, so that there, there are a ton of different movies um, that uh, Ashlyn has tried to convince me that they exist. And she's tried to show me on Disney Plus, but I just don't think that they they truly exist. I, I like, so I've never seen anything that's based on like the Disney channel. <laughs> like You've never seen a decom as they call them, the Disney channel, original movies. Don't even know that phrase. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like I was a Nickelodeon and cartoon network kid. So yeah, um, I just, you know, I didn't have enough time to consume the content of a third channel, which, right. which feels so, so weird in today's uh, environment where you're trying to keep, keep up with like, Hulu, which I know is owned by Disney. And Mm -hmm. so anything that's put out by Hulu, anything that's Disney plus, anything that's Netflix, Peacock, Paramount plus, what what else is there? HBO max. And it's like, there's so many discovery plus, which is where all that trash TV that I was talking about. We spent a lot of time on that. We spent a lot of time on discovery plus. Um, yeah, I mean, so I don't even know if I mentioned Netflix, but, um, yeah, it's like try to keep up with new releases from all of those things. And, the fact that when I was a kid, I was just like, I'll stick with Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon and was never really attracted to, uh, you know, Disney Channel as far as TV channels concerned. But well, whenever we were kids, I feel like Nickelodeon was like the edgy channel versus Disney. That was like Maybe. more wholesome. That was always the vibe I had. So Kim Possible was a um, Disney Channel thing, right? Yeah. So, so I kind of, I I guess I was. Um, Never really interested in Kim Possible, but I always likened it to like my life as a teenage robot. Like this, oh, the, yeah. the animation style was Jenny so the similar. robot. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like Dexter's Lab, those those animation styles were so similar that it didn't really ever occur to me that I was like missing out on anything by not consuming content on that third mm-hmm. channel or whatever. So my <laughs> my watch decided to. <laughs> Be triggered by something that I said. Um, yeah. Yeah. I saw, um, it's been a while ago, but like somebody has a YouTube video out there about like the differences between like Nickelodeon branding in the nineties and two thousands versus Disney's. Yeah. And I think it was kind of something where it was like Disney channel was like written by adults for kids, but Nickelodeon always had this vibe of like TV for kids by kids. Yeah. Well, I think, um, yeah, well, I think Nickelodeon really put out that vibe with things like Drake and Josh and uh, the that. Amanda Show, all that. Um, what else? There was, and like sliming adults and stuff. Yeah, Slime Time <laughs> Live was great. Legends of the Hidden Temple was fantastic. Um, but like, I, I just think that I was uh, really pulled in by basically I have like a photographic memory of the cartoon, the Nickelodeon cartoons from the '90s, like Rocket Power and yeah. things like that, and SpongeBob, of course. So. Rugrats. Yeah. Uh, so pretty, pretty great deviation there from the, um, the original question, but you know, I, I go to see pretty much any new release, um, things that are on Disney plus, I try to watch in a fairly timely manner. Um, you know, we watched all of WandaVision and then lost, lost track of things. And so we've got a backlog of Falcon and the winter soldier and Loki. And I still really want to see Loki. 
Yeah. Uh, and so we've got to get through that because um, Hawkeye is coming out and mm-hmm. um, Boba Fett series. And I still want to see Bad Batch because I'm a huge fan of. Oh, yeah. uh, well, I'm, I'm like really grateful for Disney having acquired uh, Star Wars, which might be a kind of controversial opinion, because I think when Netflix had the Star Wars um, Clone Wars series, the animated series, they brought it back for a few later seasons, and I think the the, the later seasons weren't as great. Um, but I'm I'm very interested to see what Disney did with Bad Batch and what they do because I, I really like that animation style, um, and I like the expansion of the the Star Wars universe. So yeah, yeah that that's my biggest connection with Disney now. Star Wars is Star Wars. Um, kind of infatuated with Disney because of an acquisition, but. Mm. On a recent episode, uh, I figured out that Star Wars is not actually just like a past version of Earth, which is yeah. what I thought it was. <laughs> well, it's a long, t- long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. Yeah, I, I missed um, the far away part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I guess I just thought the far away part meant like far in the past. Yeah. So, is yeah. It a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away or a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away? I think it's far, far away. But I don't know. We need to watch Star Wars. Yeah, I haven't seen the little scroller thing in, in a long time. Yeah. But yeah. I need to, like, I I don't know. Like, I saw the movies once, dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot, in another life. But, like, since then, I've been on, like, a bunch of brain-altering drugs with my migraines <laughs> and all kinds of things that just deleted, you know, my memory. So. The other thing is, I mean, there's, like, 11 movies, right? So there's there's three trilogies. So there's, there's uh, yeah. There's the solo movie. Rogue One. Then there's Rogue One. Is that and it? And that could be it as far as all of the movies are concerned. And then they've got, you know, Mandalorian and they've got a Boba Fett series coming soon that I'm super excited for. Yeah. Um, and then I think there, there's a series or maybe a movie with um, uh, centered around Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian, which hmm. I'm um, intrigued for. That sounds fun. Do you feel like, I I know like some people felt like Disney was like burning through Star Wars. Like they were just doing too much with it. And so it was kind of exhausting the fan base. Do you feel that they were doing that? Because you're actually a Star Wars fan. No, I don't necessarily. I think that they were, I I think that the problem was that they're rehashing old tropes. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you watch the original um, trilogy, like what we would call four five and six now, um, after the prequels have come out, if you watch the seven, eight, nine, there's a bunch of things that they basically took from four, five, and six, did them over again, and I think in like a pretty poor way. So I think that they, I don't know, they they essentially tried to remake four, five, and six without actually remaking four, five, and six, and that I think was kind of like exhausting to people and yeah. or, or exasperating because it's yeah. just like. Why, why redo this thing in a, a fairly transparent way? Like most people can see the, see the similarities. Um, but I'm very excited for them moving on with like Mandalorian with, uh, Boba Fett. Uh, cause I think that's where they can get a lot of content. The Clone Wars stuff is super cool. Um, cause that's just like, that's part of the main, like canon of the series, but tangential to it. Mm-hmm. And so it expands the universe by saying like, 
simultaneous with all the events of Empire Strikes Back or whatever. Yeah. Here's what Boba Fett's up to or how he came to, you know, be working yeah. for Jabba the Hutt or whomever else. Um, I think it's really cool how they've done that, how they've managed to kind of flesh out the universe. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of books that have become uh, canon. And I used to, used to be into reading them. Um, and there's just too much content, I guess, to consume as well as being busy with life, you know, being an adult <laughs> and, and the responsibilities that come with that. So, Dumb. you know, you, you, you wait for somebody like Disney to come along and do a distillation of those things that you can watch in 10 episodes. You're like, yeah, I remember that story pretty much. Um, that's what I need. I need I like think, a 20 minute video of just like what happens in star Wars. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> it's, I think it's kind of like a similar thing that happened. Well, there's, there are YouTube series of like people who do deep dives into the, the background, the lore history sure. of specific characters. And they're really cool, but you know, it's sort of like what, what Dune is like, I've heard about Dune for so many years and just never have gotten around to reading it. Now that there's a movie, and especially because it's accessible through HBO Max, it's like, okay, I'll watch it. Yeah. And now I'll understand what people are talking about. I was going to get the audiobook for Dune because of the book club that, mm -hmm. you know, I was doing. And I looked it up, and it was like a 19-hour audiobook. And I don't – I know myself well enough to know that I'll, like, lose interest after, like, six hours. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anything that's a – you just have to get acclimated to – to listening to all of those books at like two times speed so that it's, yeah, exactly. it's 10 hours. Instead of that, I um, downloaded the first Animorph book. So it's, it's different. Yeah. But. <laughs> different, but like fun. <laughs> so um, what is it like dating a Disney adult? Um, so <laughs> uh, I guess it's, I don't know. I think, I feel like there are a pe people who are Disney adults can be very embarrassing Okay. And uh -huh. I think that they embarrass themselves mostly in, I, I think there's like a self-selecting group of Disney adults that embarrass themselves. And mm -hmm. they're the ones that are going to take like videos of themselves at the parks and like just having full meltdowns about like products and going on rides and stuff. <laughs> um, so those people that archive their own meltdowns mm -hmm. are the ones that give like Disney adults a bad name. Yeah. But then there are just a bunch of people who are like, I really enjoyed this as a child and I want this to continue being part of my life. And I'd like to take the like Disney vault things from the 1990s and early two thousands. I'd like my children to watch them also. So like, yeah, I Disney adult as a, as a term, I think should apply to the people who are actually embarrassing. And then there are you know, adults who like Disney. So there's a separation of those two things. Um, Thank you. One, yeah. I mean, one of the things that's really nice about it is that there's no end of like holiday gifts to get. Um, there's, you know, uh, Disney loves putting out merchandise. So you just <laughs> go onto their website and just like, this looks cool. And it's, it's, you know, you like snow white, um, you like the parks. So like just looking around the room that we're in, I can see tons of different things that um, I've picked up for you over the last couple of years. Like on the table where the microphone is, there's an Imagineering book and a poster art of Disney parks book. Um, just look over to my shoulder and there's some black and white um, Mickey and Minnie uh, ceramics. There's a couple other ceramics around here. Um, 
So that's, that's been pretty nice mm-hmm. is that there's, Easy. It's, yeah, it's just, you know, and it's not, um, I think that several holidays have been very Disney centric, but mm-hmm. a lot of times it's also like, you know, there's something you've asked for, but, um, at, throw in something small that's also kind of cute or meaningful. And it's just kind of like, you know, completes the, completes the celebration of whatever holiday it happens to be, whether it's a birthday or Christmas or. Things. You like it because I'm easy to shop for. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's part, <laughs> definitely part of it. Good yeah. to know. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. It's about, it's a, it's an, it's an added bonus to it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the tagline for this podcast is that it is a podcast for Disney adults who aren't really Disney adults. So I think that your way of separating out the annoying fans versus, you know, yeah. normal people like me. Yeah. So the tagline is a, <laughs> it's a podcast for adults who like Disney, not Disney adults. Yeah. Well, we said it a little differently. You'd be cuter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, did you ever think that you'd be dating someone who was this obsessed with Disney? Whenever, whenever we met, was this off-putting to you? No. Uh, That's good. So, I mean, so it wasn't off-putting. And, uh, like, I don't know. I, I think that there's probably a really good subset of, you know, quote-unquote Disney adults or adults who like Disney that want their partner to be that also. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, I want to visit the parks like three times a year mm-hmm. or more. I do want to do so, that. So I've got, I've got to be with somebody who's on board with that. Yeah. But there's, there's a difference where like I'm on board with that, but I'm also not like craving it either. Mm. So it's like, you, you just, you give me the dates and I'm like, we'll make it work. But I'm not saying like, uh, I'm not looking at my calendar when it's July and been like, we've only been once this year. So we got to get two more in, in four months. Or five I think months. you might get there. Uh, yeah, maybe just because you like to have a good time. You like theme parks. You're fun. Well, Disney I, has a big foodie culture. I, like, I feel I still, like there's a lot there. I still don't know that it'll ever be like about me. It'll probably be like, Hey, have you noticed that we've only been there once? And like, Oh, like, in I'm order, asking yeah, exactly. you. no, no, no. I'm asking you. It was like July I'll rolls around. And not, yeah. You know, yeah, you'll have gotten the itch. Yeah, um, for sure. That only heroin or <laughs> Disney. A Disney World visit can scratch. Pretty much, or Pizza Hut. Yeah. <laughs> right before this podcast, um, Seth called the police because there was a domestic violence incident that he was witnessing. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Didn't lay my eyes on it, but, but you laid your ears yeah, on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I opened my door, and I've got a shared hallway in an apartment complex, and walk out my door and I just hear people screaming about like having been hit in the face over and over. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I guess I have to alert somebody to this fact. So I called and then we went back like 10 minutes later to camp out and watch Mm -hmm. the, watch the festivities of the police. Um, It was pretty fun actually. Yeah. We just watched the, the three police officers. Unfortunately, we didn't see anybody be dragged away in handcuffs, but perhaps tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, like, wish that this thing continues. Like, I hope that they can, like, snap out of it and stop um, hitting. Yeah, I mean, whatever causes peace in the apartment across (laughs) my hallway and makes it so that they don't park in two parking spots simultaneously. Like, I just care about the the outcome. I don't really care how we get there. If they just settle down, that's fine with me. Yeah. Back to the actual topic at hand. It's funny that you said that you think most Disney fans kind of want to be with another Disney fan mm-hmm. because I do think that that's probably the case where like I definitely 
So like whenever I went to work for Disney, I was like, I'm going to get there and I'm going to like meet some guy who's like obsessed with, obsessed with Disney like me. And then it'll be like our little happily ever after. And then whenever I showed up on day one of working for Disney, I was like, oh, every single male that works here is gay. But you could have been like the person that you were just uh, describing who's in Disneyland and you could have had a beard relationship <laughs> with one of those gay men. A boyfriend who's clearly gay, but we're just going to pretend that he's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever looks good in photos, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean. So, yeah, anyway, I have to convert but, you. Yeah, but, I mean, all of that's very, makes sense. You're just, like, one person that you're with to share your interests, so. Yeah, plus Disney fans are just, like, so extreme because it's such a, like, financial um, investment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if there's, if somebody should do some uh, research into whether Disney adults or adults who like Disney are, uh, more, are, yeah, are more likely to be, uh, more like, more likely to be dinks, the double income, no kids, <laughs> people's, I don't uh, know just because they have to afford the 600% inflation yeah. thing of, of trips to Disney. Yeah. I need Pretty to post crazy. that. Um, yeah, I need to post that video on our Instagram. I forgot, but it's somewhere on my phone. Like how it shows the, I mean, what you're describing, yeah. <laughs> the inflation of the admission yeah. price versus like gas and like rent and everything else. Yeah. Or like college textbooks or yeah. college um, tuition. It's nuts. Disney is so expensive. But luckily they said in the latest earnings call that, you know, they'll be able to handle inflation because they can just cut the sizes of portions, which will help their fat guests lose weight. Yeah. So shrinkflation is very interesting. <laughs> um almost everybody is aware of shrinkflation because of like Breyer's ice cream or whatever, where it used to be a gallon of ice cream and now it's like half a gallon or what? like less than half a gallon. But they, they've maintained a similar price for like a decade, but they've actually just made the serving, the, the size of things smaller. I'm looking this up right now. I don't know what you're talking about at all. <laughs> yeah. So I, this um, is the ice cream I ate growing up. So it's yeah, smaller so the, now. Yeah. So the, the cartons of, of ice cream are smaller now, but they've kept <gasps> the price similar. Oh, I see the small one. Yeah, yeah. That's twisted. That's dark-sided. But, but a bunch of people saw shrinkflation in, in effect, uh, like at Costco, Sam's Club, and other like wholesale places like that last year uh, with the like initial waves of COVID um, and the initial supply chain thing. That is so weird. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but... Yeah. Well, I think um, I think most most recently everybody's just been like, instead of changing the, the size of things, we can just change the price because everybody's changing the price. Yeah. So... People are more comfortable just doing that. Yeah. So not surprised that Disney is saying that what they'll do is just do shrinkflation stuff, which makes it even more important that you uh, go eat it all at the places that are all you can eat. At Disney? You, yeah. You just go there once a day. You pack in as yeah. much food as you can eat. It's like crazy expensive for a Disney buffet. It's like 75 bucks per plate. It doesn't. I mean, honestly, that doesn't sound <laughs> that much more expensive than... If you had to eat at like two restaurants mm -hmm. and with with normal serving sizes, yeah, from what you've told me, or like an eleven dollar bottle of water walking around <laughs> or whatever, they're probably like five dollars, the, okay, and the, the nine dollar and fifty cent hot dog. I think it's worse now. I was looking up prices the other day because we did an episode on turkey legs, and those things are fifteen dollars. Yeah, but those things are also like the size of you know an adult man's <laughs> thigh. So. They're not that big. <laughs> They're not that big. It's like a child thigh. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Our first like not date that felt like a date but wasn't a date was whenever we went to the Walt Disney Family Museum together mm -hmm. in California. Yep. 
That was so nice because I had like never, so I like pretty much assumed I would like never find anybody who would um, engage with me on my love for Disney romantically. Mm-hmm. So I was very tickled whenever and you volunteered to go with me that day. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I, I mean, I like, I knew very little about like uh, the history of Disney. I didn't even know that Walt Disney had a brother until recently. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. You still, okay. Um, what is his name? No, I don't remember. It starts with an R, right? <laughs> yeah. It's Roy. Roy Disney. There you go. Like Pam and Roy. Um, yeah. That's how you can remember. All right. I'll try and remember. So, you know, I didn't know anything about Walt Disney and his family. I can't like, believe that, like, we went through that whole museum and you didn't realize he had a brother. Like, you must have been so confused. No, I think I knew it at the time and I just, like, re-forgot okay. it. Because, yeah, no. I'm Because sh- we, because we, there was a part of the exhibit that says, like, his brother gave him money yeah. or whatever to keep yeah. keep the animation studio afloat at, at some point. So I remember, like, I remembered reading that and now I remember it again. But there was a gap of time for, like, two years that I had forgotten that really <laughs> Disney exists, ex- existed. But, um, you know, the thing, the thing that I really appreciated about the Walt Disney Family Museum, apart from being able, being able to experience it with you, is just, like, the, the, the throwback of, of all of it. Like, I'm, like, really into the, 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 antique, um, yeah. the antique look, the retro everything of it. Um, the old Disney posters are so cool when everything was actually hand drawn rather mm-hmm. than done uh, really anything uh, electronically. Um, and then there was, there were like entire rooms or exhibits that were here's, here's the Disney uh, world war two propaganda. And, and that like, was that, cool. That's pretty cool. I think that um, was actually my favorite part. Well, no, it's my second favorite part. Cause my favorite part was the miniature um, Disneyland that you could look at. Yeah. Well, or was it Disney world? I don't remember, but I think it was Disneyland. Yeah. Um, but the World War II propaganda is my second favorite. World War II propaganda was interesting. Um, I also really liked the, for whatever reason, the thing that sticks out in my head, other than the replica of Disneyland, was the World War One ambulance that uh-huh. Walt drove. Yeah. Um, that they just have there. I don't know if it's like... I imagine that it's not the ambulance that he drove. Which is I'm like, assuming uh, it's a the ambulance, <laughs> but, but just one that is like that. I thought that that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's so like that's such an interesting like fact about Walt that people don't remember that he was an ambulance driver in World War One. Yeah, well, I, I think it's really interesting thinking about historical figures like Walt Disney or. I don't know. I don't know. Other people who have been alive at some point. (laughs) Insert name here, whatever. But like, I mean, people used to, or um, like Ted Williams is a famous baseball player that went to go fight in World War II, Korean War. Um, So like interrupted his career as a baseball player. And he was one of the best baseball players of all time. Um, But it's interesting to the historical figures that you know for having done one thing are also famous or not famous for, but they had, you know, very, um, you know, full lives outside of the thing that they're famous for. So, yeah. you know, Walt Disney also participated in war, which is super interesting. You wouldn't think of like an animator that came mm-hmm. up with, you know, Mickey Mouse and little uh, cartoons. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Mouse and Steamboat Willie and uh, Snow White. You wouldn't have thought of that person as, having been involved in any armed conflict, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens. So. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I really, anything, anything retro ca- uh, catches my attention. 
Um, the, we've talked, we, we talk every single time we go to the AMC theater by us. And most of the time it's to see some new release from Disney. Well, or, luckily they own from, everything now. So I mean, or from 20th century Fox, like Ron's gone wrong, which is very good or Eternals, um, which is very good. Whenever we go over there, we drive right past the McDonald's and it's like the haunting McDonald's that's devoid of any character. Cause it's just like, Oh it's, yeah. It's gray stone. It's like gray and black stone. There's, you know, there's a golden arch or whatever, but they don't have the, the kids playground or anything. There's, there, there's barely any color. I it's hate just, the futuristic McDonald's. Yeah. It's like awful. It's so dystopian, <laughs> dystopian McDonald's. Even, Utopian Donalds. Yeah. I mean, the the style that everybody's getting into with all their logos being super flat and boring is, is really mm-hmm. annoying, too. And so whenever you get a chance to see that all the character and color that was in things, even if it was complex, um, it, it, it's really interesting. And that's part of the reason why I got all of these like poster art of Disney parks and um, the poster art books for uh, Disney movies. Yeah. Yeah just because it's it's so different from what we have today. And I think um, so much more creative. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've told you this or not, but back whenever I was in high school, I had, I, um, I went to Disney and I bought a box of stickers that was just retro posters from movies and attractions. Mm-hmm. And I like decorated my like room and my mirror and my parents' house with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm glad that you like them too. Yeah, and I know that I'm falling into the trap of, like, Disney is, like, they're able to sell things from, <laughs> that were made in 1940 and today to me, mm. because I'll, like, I'll I'll go see the newest thing that they've got coming out, like, or anything that's that's merchandise for, like, Moana, I'll yeah, get. they got but their it, hooks in us. <laughs> but anything that they re-release, what it, all, all the, like, antiques and stuff that I oh, got for okay. you that they've re-released. So, um, okay, here, let me just pause. Let me hit pause for a second. So, Seth loves to antique and thrift stuff. <laughs> and ever since we started dating, he's, like, gotten really into thrifting Disney stuff for me. And whenever the Vault Collection came out as part of the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, they started to reproduce a lot of the things that he has picked up over the years antiquing. So on one hand, it's like very cool to see like this old merchandise back in production. But on the other hand, it's like kind of sad because it makes our collection less cool. Yeah, I think, I mean, the only thing that keeps my sanity intact is the fact that all of the stuff that I've uh, thrifted for like the last three years at least has the original manufacturer date right and the original manufacturer location yeah it's like some of the stuff is that was manufactured in japan and that's kind of cool yeah um uh or you know it's from 1971 right whatever um the other thing that's kind of interesting is that the license plate that you got for me that's like the walt disney world license plate i don't know what year it is yeah. but it's like literally laying over there we could check but the one that you got for me, the original, has Briar Bear on it. Yeah. Um, and the one that they're now producing for the 50th has replaced Briar Bear with Pluto mm-hmm. to try to avoid the Song of the South implications. Um, so that's really funny. Yeah. So that's how we know that we have the original. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, else, what else have you got for us? So what's your favorite Disney movie? My favorite? Well, uh, is it any animation studio? Because... Can it be Pixar or do, do I have yeah, to pick can, like Disney? Disney? I'll let you say Pixar. It's fine. One of the first movies that I can ever recall seeing was Toy Story. And I was just like infatuated with mm-hmm. it. And I think so many people would say Toy Story. So that's probably my favorite Disney movie. Um, Lexi loves Toy Story too. Uh, 
Yeah. With Toy Story also or Toy Story 2? Oh, no. Toy Story also. Uh, but Toy yeah. Story 2 so, I mean, is Toy Story wonderful. 2 is great. But, um, let's see. Um, As you know, when, my favorite Pixar movie is Ratatouille. Ratatouille, yeah. I mean, love Moana. Um, that's great. Um, Lion King. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the original Lion King. The one... The, the one... The remake with Beyonce and Seth Rogen and whomever else. Like <laughs> that was weird. I could take it or leave it. That happened um, to us. <laughs> that was that was interesting. Um, it kind of feels like a fever dream. Like that, honestly, that, like, it does. That ever happened? I, I I think that the only live action, if you would call the Lion King, that sure. it's just a different animation style. But um, the the only live action remake of a Disney movie that I think was actually any good. Or like expanded the story was Cruella. Yes, Cruella's so good. Like, I mean, my opinion uh, is that Mulan was garbage. Mulan was the worst movie that they've made, and I, I, I hate to say it, but it is true. There was not any. There's no, there no redeeming quality. Of no, that there really wasn't. There's no Mushu. There's no kissing. There's I, no love story. It's I, when when it came out that there was going to be no Mushu, I was just like, this is going to be such trash. Yeah, like no songs. Oh, you know what? Aladdin was really good though. Uh, I, I actually really? really enjoyed Will Smith as Genie. Um, I like that movie, but I think it suffers from a little bit too much like girl bossing yeah, on maybe. Jasmine's part. That it's like a little too like in your face. I just think that the I think that the songs that they had in it were were very good. Okay. Um, so I think I think Aladdin was good. I think Corella was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Corella is actually like fantastic. I, I would. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that they've done anything good, movie wise, with Star Wars since acquiring the studio. Really? Uh, since acquiring Lucasfilm, um, I think that the the most recent trilogy is pretty much trash, start to start to finish. Really? Yeah, really bad. I only um, saw the first one and I liked it. Real bad. All of it's terrible. Okay. Um, Why don't you like it? I. <laughs> Uh, I don't really know what they decided to do with like Rose and Finn. Uh, those two characters just Who was seemed, Rose? yeah. Exactly. Who was so, Rose? So they made Rose like a focal point in, uh, I think the second movie. And then she had like 10 seconds of dialogue in the third movie. So it was just very jarring that they gave her kind mm-hmm. of a focal point in the second movie. And then I also don't think that they realized what they wanted to do with Finn or they changed their mind between yeah. the second and third movie. Um, I think Poe Dameron's great character. I, Oscar Isaac is a great um, actor. And I think he's also in Dune, um, but he, he's a great actor. Mads Mikkelsen is also a great actor and he was in uh, Rogue One. Um, so they've had individual great performances mm-hmm. in these series. Um, I was not a fan of Adam Driver um, or really Daisy Ridley. Really? As yeah, I like I mean, her. I just, I just thought that. Do you like Ray so, or no? I guess I sort of like Ray, but the whole thing is like I'm comparing, and I think that this was Disney's fault with doing Star Wars this trilogy the way that it was like they opened the comparison to Luke so yeah re- so readily and it was like nobody's going to live up to the comparison of Luke they could have just made it so different mm-hmm. it's like it's a child that was abandoned on a desert planet and then she has to like find her way as as being like part of this like religion or whatever it's like this is yeah. this is pretty close to what Luke's story is is she related to them 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, she, like, is she like their long lost kid or something? No. But you find that out in the third movie that what, she who, is who, related. Who, who she is related to? I bet she's related to Chewbacca. No, no. Okay. But Chewbacca is a great character. <laughs> I um, I think they're releasing a Chewbacca series. And didn't he die in that? In the I'm not sure. I don't think so. I literally I think Chewbacca lives. Oh, I thought he died. No. Was it Han Solo that Han, died? Han definitely dies. You get Adam Driver kills him in the seventh movie or well i don't know like uh, i don't know how they're numbered yeah it would be the seventh movie like the first yeah. one because i saw the first new one with ray and i was like this is kind of cool i like it i feel like he died and then it was sad and then i left the theater and that's how much i remember that's so it's another thing is like they killed han solo so they just they killed someone who had nostalgic yeah. Effect on moviegoers. That seems like a bad decision. Which but is he a bad decision, like but the thing is... Yeah, I know. But the thing is that they killed him for basically no advancement of plot. Oh. Like... But didn't Harrison Ford just, like, refuse to be in it or something? He was like, I hate Star Wars. I wanted to die. So then he died. I don't think so. Oh. I thought he really hated think, Star Wars. Uh, no. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that was... I don't think that who, that was his... Like, reason for the character being killed off. Oh. Um, well, I really like Indiana Jones, so I like Han Solo. You like Harrison Ford, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like other roles that he plays. Yeah. Yeah, they basically are just like, let's make Han Solo, like, an absentee father, a deadbeat dad, and the son hates him because he basically got abandoned by him. I remember and gets, this. And then he gets killed for, like, basically no advancement of the plot. So it was you're basically sad. You're basically just like, let's make him a pretty repugnant character and then kill like let's let's make that character um have this like giant flaw that kind of corrupts mm-hmm. what our vision of him as like the swashbuckler basically this like space pirate from yeah. from the original trilogy that doesn't seem good and, and then let's also <laughs> kill him to advance no no part of the third trilogy plot so anyway Real bad, <laughs> uh, but they did they did well. I think with Mandalorian, that was great. Um, oh sure yeah, they did a great job with Bad Batch, and I'm very eager to see uh, what they do with Boba Fett because uh, Boba Fett is my favorite Star Wars character Aww. ever. So that's good to know. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Whenever in, in all of the video games that they've ever released, especially like the MMORPG ones uh, with Star Wars, I always uh, gravitated towards the like bounty hunter class or whatever of, of character. What was your favorite so, Star Wars video game? Uh, it's called Star Wars Galaxies and it was like one of the first MMORPGs. It was, it, it came around, came out around the same time as like Eve Online. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so, it was so great because um, they had a ton of different like classes of characters that you could be. So you could be a bounty hunter, like a medic smuggler, um, Eventually, there were, there were paths to become Jedi's. Um, there were like different skill trees within yeah. the Jedi, uh, so you could be more of like a like a Force wielder. That's so cool. like the the like lightning energy. You could be more of a uh, Gal- Star Star Wars Star Galaxies. Star Wars Galaxies. I'm wondering if it's by um, Bioware because I don't think so. I think Kotar was, before, was. I think it was before Bioware. Okay. I'm just um, wondering because Dragon Age is Bioware, so like I really like the like I love in um those games how you have a lot of choice over kind of like 
how you play your character yeah. in terms of like dialogue options yeah. and skill trees and stuff. Well, this game was really cool because it was, you know, it was MMORPG. So there were like hundreds or thousands of characters on each, uh, like people playing characters on each server. Yeah. And you could, you know, you would have people who were like armor smiths and people who were like, whose like thing was, you, you basically could be multiple characters. So you had, you know, your accounts, but you could have one character as a bounty hunter and one character as a vendor. And so yeah. the vendor like creates this thing, like armor pieces that you sell. Um, but when you don't want to just be sitting at like this, like in in game bazaar selling mm-hmm. your stuff, you could also log in as your bounty hunter and do some cool stuff. So yeah, um, I really miss that game. And uh, I, I really like, um, Borderlands, and if those people, those folks at Borderlands could make a Star Wars game, I bet they would make a really, really fun one. So. Yeah. I guess EA is the one that's doing yeah. stuff with Star Wars now, yeah. even. Yeah, the Battlefront and all that yeah. stuff. Yep. You can probably hear our cat in the background as he um, eats the lampshade. Yeah, he's trying to do something with that lampshade. <laughs> Stupid lampshade, get out of here. Yeah. So we haven't been to Disney World together yet. We haven't been anywhere yet. Disney World, Disneyland. Okay, so we have Disney been to, Cruise Line. We haven't been to, <laughs> We haven't been to a Disney Parks and Resorts um, business operating unit uh-huh, thing uh-huh, yet together. Uh-huh. What are you most looking forward to? Probably, I mean, as far as like locations, probably like Animal Kingdom. Oh, um, I was really afraid you were going to say Epcot. Oh no, absolutely not. So <laughs> uh, probably Animal Kingdom first. <laughs> Why do you want to go to Animal Kingdom? I mean, I feel like Disney probably does pretty good, <laughs> puts on a pretty good zoo exhibit. They so, do. So um, that that's why uh, I really like zoos. We're members of the uh, Don't of say where we live. Zoo. Okay, thanks. <laughs> um, I've had to like our, cut it out of episodes yeah, a couple of times whenever Lexi and I like We're members our of our local zoological so- association. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, so Animal Kingdom for that reason, and then the other thing is just like how much merch and food and stuff there is to eat. So, mm-hmm. um, and the other thing is like I've got the patience basically of a of a sphinx. So like waiting in lines for things doesn't really bother me. So yeah, you are perfect for a Disney park because there is a lot of standing in line. I used to crack up whenever I worked there because you would see people throughout the day just stop and stand in certain areas. Yeah, and then other people would stop and stand behind them. Oh my god, you made him do like a backflip. <laughs> Seth just picked up the cat and did a backflip with him. It was really funny. He was too close to the microphone. So. Yeah. he's doing good back there now. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hurt him. Right no, 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 no. It was funny. It was his gymnastics training for the day. Yeah, so people love to wait in lines at Disney. So mm-hmm. you'll be great at it. Yeah. Number one, line really standard. good at queuing up. Yeah, yeah, you'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably. Uh, you know, pretty much anything that's got to do with Marvel Cinematic Universe and Star Wars would be cool. Like Galaxy's Edge would be neat. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking about the like Star Wars immersive hotel would be super cool next year. I really want to stay in the Star Wars hotel. It was so funny, though, whenever um, you thought it was like a week stay for that cost. And then I was like, no, that's for two nights. And then we yeah, just laughed. I thought it was like $5,000 for five nights, not $5,000 for two nights or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, yeah. The, whatever the price was. It's pretty insane. Yeah. But. It's immersive. It's immersive. And you, you're served. There's room service. You're served by stormtroopers or something. I, I hope. I, I hope like a droid comes to yeah. your cabin yeah, exactly. with like a little tray. That'd be amazing. Like yeah. an R, like a little R2-D2 that like head kind of like pops open with the 
the mini bar for the room. Yeah. <laughs> the hamburgers yeah. just inside. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Do you think you'll dress up? Are we going to have like, are you going to be a stormtrooper or something? If we go to the Star Wars, so baby, so, we're going to go to the Star Wars. Hotel. If we go to the Star Wars hotel, like when it first opens, I feel like there's not really. You're going to stand out like a sore thumb if you don't dress up. Okay. But if we go like at a later date, I don't think so because okay. part of my concern is like that I don't want to be mistaken for part of like the ambiance of That's it. Just like if I start if I dress up as a stormtrooper. First of all, like the costume is probably going to be a lot worse than the people who are actually working at Disney, right? But um, we don't know. We can really throw some money at it. I don't want somebody to be like, so, like if all of your people who deliver room service mm-hmm. dressed up as stormtroopers, and I'm walking around like a stormtrooper, yeah. I don't want somebody to like wave me over and be like, yeah. They're like, sir, our ice yeah. bucket." Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> probably won't dress up if it's if we don't go um, for the first um, like opening. weekend or month or whatever yeah they're already booking for opening so we're probably past that point yeah i'm sure those tickets sold out really fast with how like with with the existence of so many star wars fanatics yeah probably okay so you're not going to dress up yeah they usually don't want adults to dress up in the parks because they don't want that to happen they don't want kids to be confused about like who is cinderella yeah, I, also, I mean, like, even, like, our zoo also says, like, adults don't wear costumes or whatever, don't wear masks and things like that for, like, Halloween, because yeah. there's, like, little kids walking around don't mean any harm by it, but, like, a bunch of adults come in, they, they're... And if I'm dressed like a monkey... Identi- their identi- no, no, their <laughs> identity is concealed, they're much more capable of committing crimes. Yeah, so, definitely. So I'm sure that Disney also would prefer, like, adults not be, you know, head to toe and this thing that conceals their identity. Although yeah. I'm sure there's also like, you know, undercover police officers every 10 feet at Disney. Oh yeah, there are. It's really cool. You yeah. can spot them once you know what to look for. Yeah. They have a little earpiece and a little hat. Like they're dressed like the a normal. Earpiece, the hat. Yeah. It's like a normal, like Midwest dad. Gun in the shape of Mickey's glove. <laughs> no. And then all like, the police canines are dressed up as Pluto. Yeah. Or, of course. or Goofy. Yeah. 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 Do you think you'll be into meeting characters? Yeah, I, I like won't like ham it up or whatever with <laughs> with whoever. Okay. But I like you know I won't molest Gaston like some of the people that we see in the TikTok videos or or whatever. But like yeah. I'll, I'll interact with the I'll interact <laughs> with the character. Yeah. Okay, I'm actually really awkward with characters at Disney. I get really flustered. Okay. Well, yeah, just a fun. You just, gotta, you just gotta act like you're meeting the the animated character. I do a little better if it's like a like a furry. And they can't talk to me. Uh, like because, you meet Pooh? Yeah. Like, I do better with Pooh because he can't talk. So yeah. I don't get, like, you know, super worried. But, like, whenever I have to meet princesses and stuff, I get very awkward. Huh. I'm, like, overwhelmed by, like, the gotcha. the beauty and majesty of this 20-year-old. So it, like, freaks me out. Sure. Well, you, you having worked there, you also know, like... Too much. Too much about what they, <laughs> what they go through to be that role. I know. Like, you would think that it wouldn't then freak me out to like meet face characters because mm-hmm. like i know that they're just like normal people you were just walking around in the same tunnels that i was walking around in but it doesn't work like that actually my first day of work i walked through the tunnels like whenever i was training and i remember seeing like an ariel and a jasmine face character in the tunnel just like hanging out and i was like so flustered and like my business casual and i was like oh my god there's, there's princesses yeah. they're right here with me jasmine's talking to poo and your brain just shatters above it. <laughs> was like I was a little confused whenever I saw Jasmine and Ariel hanging out. I was like, whoa, the universe is the metaverse. <laughs> I was originally going to ask you to talk to me about Eternals, but... 
I'll just make a general statement about Eternals is that I think general statement. I mean, criti- I think critics like were pretty harsh on it for no reasons reason. that I can't understand. Cause like, I, I think it's a bunch of people who don't realize that people are going to the movie staff fun. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like people, Imagine. people, people will overlook like minor plot holes or the fact that like certain things like didn't, didn't get resolved or didn't really advance the plot unless it's like killing Han Solo. But you know, I think for an ensemble movie, um, I thought there was really great. I liked um, Kumail uh, Nanjiari. I think is how um, the Oomst. Oomst. Um, Kingu. Uh, Kingo, I think is his character's name. I like I that guy. He was great. Uh, Richard Madden and um, Kit Harrington were great. Uh, they played um, Icarus and uh, Dane. Well, the, Dean. Dean, Dean, Dane Whitman. Um, I who, keep getting confused because I keep saying the name of our elderly yeah, um, neighbor's boyfriend. Dane Whitman, <laughs> who you find out in the extra credit scene, who he actually is, if you're not familiar with Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, it was Dean, right? Dane. So it was Dane. Yeah. But then elderly neighbor is dating. Dean. Dean. Okay. All right. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got um, it. Those are great. I don't really tell Hayek was... Okay. Angelina Jolie was okay. No, I thought she was amazing. Athena was my favorite part. What? Why? Um, Fastos and... um, He was fine. No, he was the best part. He was one of the best parts. You think so? Icarus was easily the best part. No, he was not. Richard Madden was incredible. He was just like... He was great. He was just like a standard white guy. We're going to have to have a... No, no, he's not. (laughs) He's, he's He's the thing that makes the entire plot advance. But Fastos, I thought I thought was really good, and um, I like the uh, actor for Faustus. Fastos, I don't know. Yeah. I, I liked his actor. I liked that he was just like a dad, just doing his dad thing, and he was like, "Fine, I'll go make a freaking thing for you." Mind meld. <laughs> That's a mind meld sound. Yeah, and Gilgamesh was was amazing. Too. Um, Gilgamesh was great. Fastos was great. Amazing. Icarus was great. Um, Wait, did you really not like Thena? I just, I mean, like, the only thing that she really did was go crazy. Uh, she killed the big deviant guy. First of all, she's, like, the most evolved of all of the characters because she can, like, remember her past. So, number one, she's, like, the best of all of them. And then number she's two. Not the, she's not the, <laughs> she, she's the most broken because she has, no, she was, she, her, her brain wasn't reset. Yeah. But that doesn't make her broken. That actually makes her evolved. It doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it I really liked it. Whenever she's walking through the cave and then and then the deviant guy's like, your mind's just broken. You're broken, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I relate to this. Also, so again, all right, here, and this is a commonality between Kit Harrington and Richard Madden's other thing, Game of Thrones, where they've set up the White Walkers as being like really impossible to fight back. Like all of human, all of like mankind is under threat from the White Walkers. They build them up as like this huge thing to fear for seasons at a time, just the same way that they did with this like deviant. evolving deviant. Yeah, and then the evolved deviant dies in like five seconds in one fight, and it's the same I... thing that happened to White Walkers. I'm just like, this was stupid. Why you? Why did you spend so much time building? I this agree, up? but but the thing is that the deviants weren't really that important to this movie. It was about uh huh. No, I can't remember Salma Hayek's characters. Uh, um, R. Jack, Ajax, Ajax. Yeah. It was about Ajax and Icarus and what they know versus what everybody else knows. Mm-hmm. 
And so the deviants are kind of sort of irrelevant to how everything else happened. Yeah, that was like my one negative note about the movie. I thought they were going to go harder with the evolved deviant and that they would like maybe fight with the deviant, you know, like against the big bad god. But instead, he just died. I don't know. I mean, I thought it was a really fun movie. Um, I liked Cersei a lot. I liked that unlike you would expect in a superhero movie, the two leaders of the pack ended up being people whose powers weren't like, they weren't like the tanks of the group, you know? Like first it was Ajax and she's a healer. Uh And then it was Cersei and her powers are more like creation than destruction. So I thought that that was kind of nice too. Yeah. You certainly would have expected like the Superman-esque character Mm -hmm. Icarus to be like the leader. Yeah. um, Instead of like first lieutenant all throughout the thing. Yeah. And hey, Sprite. Yeah, yeah, Sprite. Sprite sucks. Uh, Sprite sucks. <laughs> um, Sprite, Sprite was, <laughs> Sprite was basically the like fog dragon of Raya of Eternals, <laughs> like just absolutely. Or what? There was one of the dragons from Raya was absolutely freaking useless. I can't remember. <laughs> no, it's one. like the main one, the one that Aquafina plays, where she's like, "I can swim good." <laughs> It no, was like, so at least Aquafina's dragon was like relevant at the end of the movie where it's like these dragons don't actually fly. They like walk on water. Okay, sure. And so like that's kind of like a different take on dragons. But there was one dragon like ability that was just trash. And that's what Sprite <laughs> you is. Think the fog Sprite's was that? Trash. I thought it was. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't fog. But there was some there was some dragon ability. And we'll have to. Yeah, God I don't help know. me watch re- rewatch Raya. I watched it like just, twice because Lexi and I recorded an episode on it that we didn't release because it was like honestly just like dark sighted. Like, we just yeah. hated it so much. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to find this quickly enough. We didn't to, even to hate it. Like, point. like whenever Lexi and I watched it, it was just like it's just such a strong air of disappointment, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like the dragon's abilities were literally like fog turning into human question mark yeah. and then like swimming well like it was it's like, like very see. odd i'm not going to be able to come up with it but anyway sprite sucks and that's <laughs> yeah 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 she's just a fairly annoying character from start to finish but it, the, the thing is that it set up the second eternals movie really well with black knight and eros so yes it goes. with harry styles yeah anyway Anyway, anyway, that was an episode. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Seth, for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. I imagine that you'll probably pop on some other time whenever. Whenever there's the next free form. <laughs> yeah, whenever there's the next free form, or I need somebody to fill in. Yep, I think that's all. You can find us on Instagram at an extremely goofy podcast, and you can follow us on Twitter at extremely goofy, where the O's are zeros. And don't forget to join our Discord so you can be our new best friend. You can't see, but I'm waving. Bye. Goodbye.